Patsy DeFerris is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. So it's been a few months, but he is back. Mike McNansky of the world-famous Muttstack. You heard him for years on WEEI, our default betting expert. And I would love to remind the folks, of course, not only this episode of the Pats Interference Podcast, it brought to you by FanDuel, the number one sports book in my heart, hopefully your heart, and certainly in America. But that if you are a betting expert, you know, first of all, you're going to take your losses. And if you're right 52% of the time, you are a world-class expert. So that's the bar here for Mutt. Not because I love him and he's such a great guest, but I love him for a lot of reasons, most of which today, uh, you know how detailed I like to get in the rundowns. We're on the same page. We got a game plan. We're going to go in. I've joked before that I like having you on because I can just give you the ball and run. That's exactly what's going to happen today. Our rundown was a couple of texts. Bring yep. me some bets. I've got maybe one or two. And then you're going to just kind of call the offense. So with all that being said, are you ready to hand out some bets? Anything else you want to let the people know about? Because this is a new world for me. It's fun. I think it's a cool different angle. And obviously people should go to FanDuel. Beyond that, what did I miss? Uh, I would say not an expert. Uh, first of all, thrilled to be back on. Uh, you've had some amazing guests on here. And uh, I'm happy to come on and talk better than anything else here on your show. Um, not an expert. I would say sports betting enthusiast. I, I, I write about the stuff. I love thinking about this stuff. And I think there's some opportunity as a Patriots fan to make some money with some season-long props that we'll talk about over the course of the next 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, pro the future props are always interesting because you have to commit that money for the entire season. So it's not for everybody, but I do think there are some Patriot props where, based on what I've seen you report this offseason, based on the new coaching staff, there is some value out there, especially when it comes to the quarterback, in my opinion. So I'm excited for Sunday, Pats and Eagles. Uh, I'm excited to watch his offense with an actual adult running it this year uh, with Mac Jones. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, following these future bets all year long. All right. couple things. Uh, we'll call you betting enthusiast, humility yes. expert, yes. downplaying <laughs> yourself right away. Well done by you. Your, your EQ goes up uh, with the folks at home. The other part about this is you mentioned adult in the offense. There's a growing, I would say, uh, chorus of analysts and writers and talking heads about Matt Patricia and the role he'll play in this offense. I don't know when this episode is going to drop. It's late Tuesday night. I'm in the middle of a Matt Patricia column, which includes me talking with people uh, who were close to Matt, certainly people within the team, and really what they expect that to come into play on Sunday because Matt Patricia, while maybe – a 14-year-old last year who was given the keys to the car and naturally crashed it, backed up and crashed it again, you know, he's different now. He's someone who's had experience in offense and defense. And even in the front office, unlike anyone before him to then face Bill Belichick, where we can downplay it and spoiler the Patriots have, but I would just, I would keep an eye on that. The last thing, and we'll get this out quickly, because in a long line of just excellent segments we have here in the show, including which Andrew drinks alone and talks to himself, um, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to read some tweets uh, because we had some breaking news here yeah. Tuesday, and that is eight counts completely dismissed against Jack Jones. The felony charges have been dropped and his penalty as agreed between his camp, including his defense attorney, Rosemary's Capiccio and the district attorney's office of Suffolk County is that he will have one year of pretrial probation and 48 hours community service. That's it for all the discussions we had on this podcast, which were a lot yeah. and nuanced. I thought, and reasonable and backed by, you know, 10 to 12 defense attorneys that I spoke to, 
you know, there was a real issue for him that there were mandatory minimum sentences. And I'll make this quick because I talked to some of those attorneys after this broke and got it confirmed. And I'll just read some some quotes because this is their analysis. I don't know how much this is worth in the media world when it comes to criminal justice. In the sports world, this is the shit that we live for on Twitter. Here's what their analysis was of that penalty. Again, this is a guy who could have gone to jail, prison, mandatory sentences, all washed away. Quote, wow. Quote, Rosie, she's excellent. This was the issue all along, proving to a jury that the defendant knew they possessed the firearm. The state couldn't do it. That's why they dismissed the charges. Here were the good ones. Quote, that's the biggest load of horseshit I've ever seen. <laughs> Another one, that's what you call a home run in that same person, but you run out of characters, even for us very brief premium subscription uh, Twitter folk, because I was told I could get paid. Then they wanted my social security number. I said, no, thank you. And now they're going to take a lot more. Anyway, that person added, this is you know, being on third base, born there, and thinking you hit a triple. So on the front football side, I, I'm not really interested yet in getting there, but Jack Jones is back. He's going to play for the Patriots. He should be available week one. And his attorney, or his attorney uh, Rosemary Scapiccio, said that, you know, he's going to play football full-time, and that's all that he wanted, uh, and here we are. So your thoughts, just real quickly on Jack Jones, and then we'll get to uh, hopefully making the people some money. Yeah, I just think following the story through guys like you and Karn and others, I thought there was no chance this was the result. Okay, and not just you guys, but legal experts. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, you're you're a football expert, but I, you you were quoting legal experts when you guys were covering this. I thought that in the range of outcomes, a five ten percent outcome, where it was like eighty percent, he would miss a, a, a big chunk of the season, and there's probably some percentage where he does end up in jail. I, I guess based on the text that you tweeted out today, people you talked to, the there's some sentiment that the the DA should have gone harder at this, that maybe because he's celebrity. Is the feeling, Andrew, people you talk to, the experts, is celebrity status may have affected the way they went after him? Did you get that yes. sense today? That was the sense from people I talked to. Now, granted, the only people I talked to, at least tonight, um, and I, I talked to an ex-judge for a long story I wrote back in June, just mapping out, okay, here are all the possibilities and the likelihoods. Sure. You know, these are defense attorneys who would root for this kind of outcome, that people who worked in these courts and cases and had them tried in Suffolk County and look and go, I wish the DA's office would you know, treat me like that because they saw celebrity from the start as being a major factor here. Now, ultimately, because Jack Jones didn't have the guns on his body or in his car, that element comes into play where you have to prove that he knew they were there. Being in a bag does not count in the state of Massachusetts as being in your possession. And that was the big issue for the state. But as far as that went, again, given the severity of the, the sentences and the punishments that typically come along with these charges, yeah, they were they were shocked. And so there are people that root for this and were also upset that it happened this way. Yeah, on the field, it's certainly a huge benefit to the team to have them ready to go and out of the gate. Like uh, their defense is, there's going to be a lot asked of this defense immediately. Some of the quarterbacks are going to face. So from a football standpoint, huge break for them. I was shocked when that news came out today and look forward to uh, more of your coverage on this. I know we're going to get to the some season-long props, but one more thing on the Patricia angle since you're writing about this. Yeah. Scale of one to 10, because I, I I saw that I, I listened to the segment today on 985 The Sports Hub about can Patricia come in and slow down Mac Jones? One to 10, one being no impact at all, 10 being this is the, the biggest game changer in, in Sunday's game. Patricia being on the Eagles coaching staff, the impact in the game in your mind, one to 10. So in my mind, I would have said a five. And wow. the people that I've spoken to have that much lower. And it's not even really anything to do with Mac. It's more to do with how is Bill going to counter 
the Eagles run game and the techniques involved. Forget like manners on coverage or what they like to do on third down. Like there's a great confidence in that building. We're a game plan team. It doesn't matter. You can't predict what we're going to do. Even if you're someone who learned at Belichick's knee knows how Belichick thinks because that's how he thinks. And as Bill O'Brien told us today on a conference call with reporters that Matt Patricia taught him how to think as a quality control <laughs> assistant when he came in in 2007 and worked under Patricia. So there's a lot there. I would just say, read the column again, still fleshing part of that out. I do want to give folks actually one note on Jack Jones, because I, I say, I don't care from the football aspect of it. I think the criminal stuff is, is more pertinent right now. We're going to get to football. He's going to play though. The league could still suspend him. They're, they're not beholden to the criminal uh, systems, you know, results or their processes. Any, any, so uh, let me jump, stop. Yeah, yeah. Any sense what the league's going to do or how they'll no, no. adjudicate. Re- reached out to them. I've had no comment. I know my colleague, Doug Kite has done the same. Um, and just just nothing. They're silent. And the Patriots do not intend to release a statement. Belichick will, uh, spoiler alert, stiff arm all of us tomorrow yeah. and just say we're on to the Eagles. So uh, the thing about Jack Jones, though, not only do you, do you, you know, feel better about cornerback where in the last episode I had with James White, I'm going, I don't know what they do if he's out. And it's Christian Gonzalez and Jonathan Jones, Marcus Jones, five foot eight, really good player, not a great outside corner, might be that guy. He not only gives you better depth, he gives you more scheme flexibility. They can play more man coverage with Jack Jones apparently on the roster this season, at least to start, or maybe the whole year, than they could have if it was just a rookie in Jonathan Jones, who we all saw did his best but struggled to cover the league's best receivers because they're the league's best receivers, and Jonathan Jones is not among the league's best corners. So that's it's a good thing in multiple ways that Jack Jones is back, and that's my analysis thing. Okay, so you've heard me say before that you can win with the Patriots season over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. You bet there, they win, you win too. Well, right now, new customers at FanDuel can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. That's win or lose for the Patriots. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. This is for all you folks who live outside New England. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can be on with everything from spreads to player props and more. We give out bets here in the podcast all the time. More are coming. Listen and bet on FanDuel and visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss from FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 year older and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus is issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions do apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org. Call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. The NFL Sunday ticket offer ends on September 18th, 2023. That's the day after the Patriots week two game against Miami. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV itself. YouTube TV base plan requires you to watch uh, NFL Sunday ticket. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use is excluded. Subscription renews automatically, but you can cancel at any time. Okay. Uh, as far as some bets, okay, yes. people are here. here uh, you're, you're here with the folks at FanDuel, who, by the way, have a – people get this before Thursday – they have a pretty cool bet on FanDuel. I wrote about this Friday at mutstack.com, where if you bet a future bet on an NFL team, every time they win, you get a $5 bonus bet. So yes. I, I, I'm i on all these sites, okay? FanDuel, I'm on your site, but I'm on the others too. This FanDuel deal is pretty good. So this is not an – it can't impact this, but I want to start with Mac Jones. 
Okay. So Mac Jones, and again, you got to shop around for some of these exact prices. But right now, the Mac Jones touchdown number, the best number I found was 19 and a half. And you can go over Mac Jones touchdowns, 19 and a half at plus 110. I made that bet earlier today as we started to prepare for this show. Because I think it is absolute almost certainty that barring injury, and those are factor all these things, Mac Jones throws for 20 touchdown passes this year. Did it as a rookie. Didn't do it last year. So he's already got it in his bag of tricks. Obviously, we know what happened last year with this offense. And we, I mean, we spent, you and I have talked a couple times this summer, offseason. I'm all in on the Bill O'Brien thing. And I think Bill O'Brien knows that for his brand, his reputation, him coming in and Mac having a really good year is good for Bill O'Brien short term and long term. He wants to show people that he can put Mac Jones in the spot to be successful. I think we saw it with Tom Brady and Bill O'Brien back in the day. Around the goal line, play action is a real thing. He's got multiple tight ends in and around the goal line. I know they have two running backs now to feed uh, in Zeke and Rondre Stevenson. I'm, I'm baking that in. And I, I acknowledge the people are, are the under, and this is getting bet. So I'm going against the public here. The under is a like minus 120. The over is plus 110. I think Mac Jones' natural ability, more weapons around him. Bill O'Brien, the way he's called games. The red zone stuff that Bill did with Tom Brady. That, to me, points to over 19 and a half touchdown passes for Mac Jones at plus 110. Your reaction to the first of a couple of Patriot prop bets that I'm going to make this season, Andrew Callahan? Uh, wise bet, and I think a disrespectful number. Okay, if you get I, I to uh, 20. It's, it's a, I was, he, he only done, he's, he didn't do it last year, obviously. And so I, I get why they put that number there, but I with you, I, I thought it was a low number for Mac Jones. I agree. I think you could easily go to 21 and a half, 22 and a half with him, because I think this is part of what, you know, and I'm, I'm normally on the side of the, you know, analytics folks or the numbers or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like that, that get discredited because, oh, it doesn't capture everything and they're not perfect. Shocker, no one's analysis, no one's measurements are, <laughs> but there are things that, you know, the numbers will miss. And I think part of it is just the level of dysfunction that we saw last year. We don't need to go back over it, but the level to which that often struggled was unprecedented in the Belichick era, worst by DVOA you've ever seen. So Bill O'Brien's back, the weapons are better. Mac Jones is going to be better himself. He also missed three games, three, four games last year, obviously with a high ankle sprain. He could do it again. I just think this offense is better positioned to score and score early in games um, that'll put them in control. And I just, yeah, the, the number's too low to me. That's barely over a touchdown per game for Mac Jones passing. And that's that's related to me. I'll just throw one of two that I have out here for you. Mac Jones over 3,250 passing yards. That's minus 112. It's not great value right now on FanDuel, but way cleared that as a rookie. Just came shy of 3,000 yards last year. And we know how much better this is going to be all the way around him. Just a healthier environment. Seems like a totally reasonable number for any starter, frankly, in the NFL, let alone someone who right now is regarded as probably in the bottom half of the league. So, and I, and I think all these all these bets we talk about, like you're going to hear the real betting experts talk about your know, correlation and finding things that are correlated together for, for single game parlays, same game parlays, whatever. Like I have, my opinion is the Patriots... Andrew are playing a really tough schedule. Like everyone thinks that. Yes. I'm going to be behind in a lot of games. I get to lead to more passing for Mac Jones. So if I think that the defense is a little bit overrated going into the year, if I think the schedule is tough, they're behind and having to throw the football, then you should be leaning into overs on Mac Jones, whether it's yardage, whether it is touchdown passes. There's a big number out there for Mac Jones to have 4,000 yards passing. I don't think that's crazy. I don't think it's likely, but I think in the, in the range of outcomes for the season, you can find a good number on him throwing for 4,000 or more yards. 
based on where they're going to be offensively this year. So if I'm going to correlate these ideas together, then I'd certainly be leaning towards your yardage. I like the touchdowns. You and I are both leaning into some Mac Jones stuff to start the year. We're buying into Bill O'Brien in this offense. Yes, we are. Uh, really quickly, because again, I, I want to spend most of the time on the way you're, you're, you're thinking and the bets you have and get into those. Yeah. But my second one, if we're going to go, everything's connected here. And I think that is a wise way to bet um, because you just told me so. FanDuel has another offer where if it's a team to score at least one touchdown, it might be offensive touchdowns. That, forgive me, I just found this. But if it's just touchdowns in every single game this season, for the Patriots, that's plus 250 if you think they're going to find the end zone every game that they play. And they did that last year. There was only one game in which they didn't score an offensive touchdown. And that was against the Jets when Marcus Jones basically walked it off with a punt return touchdown. For all the reasons we just described, the offense is going to be better. And yeah, sometimes you get, you know, unlucky. Everyone, you know, has a, a stinker sometime in the middle of the season, even the Chiefs. But for plus 250, just to find the end zone once in every game. And you did this in light of everything that happened last year. I love that number and those odds. You can find that under the, the Patriots tab at FanDuel. Yes. They have like a whole list of like season-long specials. Is that the, that the same section? Did that have the Mac Jones to throw for at least 250 yards in eight games? Oh, uh, I hadn't I, seen I, that. I, that. So that's that's my other Mac Jones. This is, what, this is on the list of talk to Andrew about. So he did it four times last year, seven times as a rookie. Like Mac Jones, 250 more passing yards in eight of the 17 games they play. Again, if I think they're going to be – by the way, that's plus 150 where I found it today. So if I think they'll be trailing a lot and getting in shootouts, then I think it's a pretty good shot that he clears that number in fewer than half the games here. That number is out there. And I, I wanted to get your thoughts on just that bet at plus 150. So 100 to win 150, eight or more games, 250 or more for Mac Jones. That's that's tough for me. Um, I just think- I guess it goes back to like, do you think is there a chance that we are ever see a super conservative, even if they're trailing in games, like we factor that in when they are winning or within a touchdown and either way is a conservative approach this year. Like, do you expect them to be a clock killing Stevenson Zeke short passing game, you know, control time possession. Like, is that your thought process? How the offense heads into this year? I think for them as underdogs in most of these games, specifically to start the season. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really Miami, the jets on the road, Dallas on the road, even against a really good saints defense is coming in here in week five. That's the approach you should have. We need to shorten the game, fewer possessions, more variance. Every bounce of the ball means a little bit more because we're not just going to beat these teams thoroughly one-on-one, -on -one the longer this game goes on shorten it. But I think, for Mac, the thing that concerns me is his average depth of target. Like people forget last year before he got hurt, they led the league and how far he is throwing <laughs> the ball downfield yep. and through week three, led the league in average depth of target. This was a downfield. We're going to get explosive plays because we're just going to throw it up there and cross our fingers. They have better solutions this year, specifically against the blitz than doing that. But I think the way they've designed the offense, and I've written about this for weeks, you're seeing a ton of screens, RPOs, and quick game. So I think his completion percentage will be up there. I think the overall rhythm and the timing and the efficiency, the success rate of this offense will be up there. I'm not sure it lends itself to just big yardage games. Like you could see several 200 to 250 yard performances and maybe you get six or seven of those big breakouts, but they're fine because they're balanced and they're keeping it lower scoring than I think you think is going to go on, at least in the way I see it. But that, that would be my big concern is how, how far they're attacking downfield and where those chunk plays are going to come from. Yeah, and I saw, you know, occasionally in the, the preseason, I, I saw some, like, old-school Patriot-type plays with Bill O'Brien. It was refreshing to see, again, an adult running a screenplay to a receiver. 
at the line of scrimmage. I mean, you, you talked about it immediately, some play action stuff they did. It was like, what, where was this? So the offense can be better. I'll, I'll, I'll put a pin in that number for later. Here's yeah. one I know I'm going to make. And I, right. I, I, correct me, help me out. Who is the like all-time running back that you compared Ramondre Stevenson to a couple of years ago? And it was one of my favorite moments on radio with you. It was a, oh, was boy. it Le'Veon Bell? Uh, I know it, Harry Tom, it, it was, it was you know someone it, who... It, it, it was Bell in the sense of just his feet are so light and he's so patient. Like that, that's where I got it. He's a little bit smaller, still a bigger back, but a guy who just knows exactly where he wants to go and takes the time to get there. And the jump cut suggests a guy who's like 30 pounds lighter. I, I love Le'Veon. I mean, I, I love Le'Veon Bell, great player. And I, I love watching Ronnie Stevenson play. They, they posted his total yardage number for the year at 1,225 and a half yards. And I want the under on that number. So I think Ooh. for two reasons, I, I want the under on it because I think there's more, it, it, I don't think he's going to have a huge rushing uh, season. This is total yeah. yards. So that's just, this is total yards. Okay. 1,225 and a half yards. I want the under. So bef- way back in June, his rushing total was like over a thousand yards. And they've lowered that big time the last month and a half. So that number is gone, but his rushing total is still around 850, 875, depending on where you look, receiving number is somewhere around 350, 400. Now you factor in no receivers to throw to. They spent a bunch of money in the offseason bringing guys in, different weapons to throw around the backfield that aren't Ramondre Stevenson. You have Ezekiel Elliott, who I don't think that Bill Belichick brought in here to just be a placeholder. He's going to get real carries in and around the goal line. I think they're going to try to protect him, keep him fresh, avoid overuse. I think they used him a lot the last couple of years here. I think they're going to protect him enough where he'll have a a good offensive year and be a very productive running back but I'm going to go under on that total yardage with the factor of more mouths to feed offense is going to throw the ball to different receivers and him not being like the number one go-to guy. Cause they're going to get Zeke and, and even some others occasionally some carry. So I want under on that number, your thoughts. That's tough, man. That's like the ode you gave to him is I love watching him play football. I do. I, I didn't I, realize I, that's a big number. The you're, you're, you're a great guy. You know, I, it's been a really good year plus for Mondre, but I think we should see other people. Like, I, I just, I, I understand it. The mouths to feed makes sense. Mac, I believe, is going to have more players that he trusts, which was really, you know, all the yards and the incompletions and the targets were a function and result, either of a total trust in Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson case or a lack of trust in everybody else. Yeah. And so he'll spread the ball out because he can and because he wants to. I just think ultimately you know, throwing whatever cliche end of the day, chips are down, yada, yada, yada. They still trust him more because he's still their best player on offense. It's not Juju Smith-Schuster. It's not Kendrick Bourne. It's not Hunter Henry, who I'd like for fantasy. So take whatever the over is for him and, and yards and touchdowns oh, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. okay. I just wonder late in the year, who are they going to go to? And I think it's going to be Stevenson if the game is close. So it's, it's a tough one, but you know, you're here for a reason. So let it ride. Take the under minus one ten. I'm taking the over. Protect him, Zeke. More guys in the receiving core for Mac to go to. Okay, so this is the defensive one I want to bring up, and the Jack Jones may factor in. Well, they- I'll give you one more piece of ammunition there, just because it just hit me. Mondre recently said whether they alternate carries quarter by quarter or drive by drive, he's fine with that when it comes to Zeke. Drive by drive would terrify me. Somebody watches the Patriots and wants them to play their best players. I wouldn't rule it out based on their history. So that, that is something, though, to your point, would suppress his yardage and production and total. The fact, and, 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 the fact he's saying that out loud, don't you think he probably has an idea that they've told yeah. him, hey, there's a chance that we're going to be doing some of this stuff during the year? And they'll need to keep him fresh to make any kind of playoff run, to finally finish better after Thanksgiving for the first time 
the first time since 2017. They have not been the team that plays its best football when it matters most. If you want to do that, you need your best players available. He was running to the ground last year. I get playing the long game. Uh, I just it just makes us harder on this episode. So again, I, I'll just that was to help you there. I'm we'll, we'll ride the under. I'm on the under. Well, okay. since you mentioned Hunter Henry for fantasy, people want is, is Stevenson going to play a lot of third downs? Is he going to be the guy they they want to throw to? I I think so. Maybe maybe not in September. You know, getting Zeke in there because I think Stevenson's snap counts you're going to see a very small you know steady incline throughout the course of the season. If we're going to make a bar graph here, if anyone on a random Tuesday wants to make a bar graph or a line graph, you're just going to see people <laughs> up game by game uh, with Stevenson. So get your team on it. Get where get the Callahan team on a bar graph. Yeah. Research. Yeah. Um, all right. So the Jack Jones news may factor into this, but one of the websites has a Christian Gonzalez interception prop up there. I, I, what do you think his number is? What is his over under for interceptions? Three and a half. It's two and a half and it's plus one twenty five to the over. Wow. And I immediately said it was, it was a lock. For, it was one of my three locks I had for your show tonight until the Jack Jones news broke. And I said, let's talk. This is Callahan. Like, Is Gonzalez in every down cornerback? Is he going to be a rotational guy? Because I thought before the Jones news, if Jones is going to miss some time, he's going to be on the field a lot. And they're going to throw against them, and he'd have a chance to get those three picks and plus 125 felt like a very reasonable number. Now with the Jack Jones information, where does he play? How much is he playing? And what do you think about two and a half picks over plus 125? Well, I like it because of the value there. You know, you're you're getting a plus at the start of that number, which, you know, Betting one-on-one is better than the minus. <laughs> so I, I look at this, though, as Jack Jones being back, obviously, is better for the defense as a whole, as I mentioned, unlocking some schematic flexibility. I think ultimately, though, if they still play those top three guys, your, your best alignment still has Christian Gonzalez on the outside because Jonathan Jones would move into Locked, the slot, right? in my opinion. Yeah. So I don't think this is going to put a dent into his playing time. Like, he's a guy who has been playing first-team reps, taking first-team reps, since the first week of training camp, and that has not changed. Jack Jones has been the one going in and out. And we might have seen something different if Jonathan Jones had stayed healthy all summer. I'm not so sure. I think they want Christian Gonzalez as a first-round pick as their most naturally gifted defensive back, and that includes Kyle Duggar, to play as much as possible. And they will need his body type against bigger receivers. We all saw with Jamar Chase before he fumbled late in that Bengals game, really punish them. And so they'll need not only just his skill set, but his body type and his talent to be out there. He could take some lumps, but honestly, if you're taking the over on interceptions, which I would, I would encourage here. Nice. You want him to get picked on because that means more targets, yeah, I, more opportunities to make those picks. Cause like, so it was a, a double-edged sword. I was like, well, Jack Jones is going to take some playing time potentially, but if you're an opposing defensive coordinator, you probably want to pick on the rookie, yep. which gives him more opportunities. Like a lot, there's some very good quarterbacks whose interception numbers are low because I think two and books know they're not going to test these guys. Yeah. But I, I just felt like first round pick was playing a lot. I mean, you've written a lot about this, Andrew. Like you've been playing a ton uh, going back to the first practice of training camp. As you said, with that first team, I thought plus 125 on the old. Okay, you've convinced me. That's my third bet. I'm going to hang up off of this. And I'm going to go make that bet. Christian Gonzalez over two and a half picks for the season at plus 125. I'm making that bet too. So were those three all locks? You mentioned three locks. Those three were locks. And then the MAC 251 was a question mark. And and look, there's a there's a lot out there. Here's yeah. the issue. We're, we're, we're talking now on September 5th. A <laughs> lot of these lines are picked through. I don't want to give out bets that I'm not going to bet. I want to give out picks and things that I'm willing to put my money behind. So those three, for sure, I'm willing to bet. The win total, which we've talked about back and forth, 
I, I think the line, I think it's picked perfect, whether it's over six and a half, under seven and a half. Like it's it's right there. And I just don't I don't see any value. Like you want to sell me on they're gonna have a, a much better season, Andrew, than people expect, or much worse season. I I don't I don't have a good feeling either way. So I, I don't have a win total. I would I like the under last year. That I liked it all year. I, I don't I don't like the total right now where it sits. I don't know what you think. So I'm with you. I don't think taking over or under seven and a half does you much good. Again, it's, it's, it's even money. It's a good number. They they give the books credit. It's a good number. Yes. Good job by them. And a lot of money has gone way over. Like our, our friend and your former colleague at WEI, Ryan Hannibal, who's now at, I think, bet MGM. He is. uh, Yes. Doing some great work. Tweeted about it's, it's a number over 90%. The money on the Patriots over under is way over. And the books have have stayed stable. If not, a couple of them dropped down to six and a half at FanDuel, which is all we care about. It's still at seven and a half, but you can change the over-under if you want with an alternative over-under win total. And if you go up to eight and a half and you take the over on eight and a half, that's plus 250. And I'd like it to be a little higher than that personally. But if you're someone who believes like I do, the Patriots will be better. And this was an eight, nine team. That was a Ramondre Stevenson fumble inside the 20 against Cincinnati and a bad Jacoby Myers lateral backwards against the Raiders from going nine and eight or maybe 10 and seven last year against a much easier schedule, but given all the dysfunction and everything you believe in this team and they'll get back to their roots and they're going to win in critical situations. They're not going to have as many penalties. And we got the best of Matt coming and Bill O'Brien knows what he's doing. Then I would say bump that up because you're going to get better value. And I think you're going to get a record that you already believe in, but you just feel a little less confident in because of course injuries or a number of different things could go wrong and send the season South. I just think, if you're going to go seven and a half and you think they can maybe make the playoffs, bump it up, take that alternative over under. Yeah. Cause there's a motivation there for Bill to prove people wrong. Like that, that's also, that's gotta be factored in. He's had a bad couple of years here. Um, and, and, and people have come for him and the, the Brady Belichick, like I, 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 you made a good point. Now, since you, you brought up FanDuel, they also have a Zeke, not everyone has this, but they have, they have a Zeke number up. Yeah, they do. They have a couple. Um, I, I and this will tie again, tie into fantasy. People wondering what to do. They're doing their drafts this week and trying to decide how to play this. 375 and a half rushing yards on the year, over under for Zeke. It's minus 112 either way. So it's not taking any action as far as I can tell. Boy. So I, I think, have no feel. That's why I'm asking you. I, I, I think they're going to use him. I don't think they paid him what they paid him to come and do nothing. But the number I would feel better about is the over. The touchdowns. I don't know if you have that there. Four in front. and a half. Yep. Four and a half. Right I was going to say it was four and a half or five. Even money. So plus 100 over four and a half touchdowns. I would take that. The, the yardage, because of the way they're going to use him, again, third down and in short yardage. Short yardage makes you don't have that much room to work with. So he's not going to gain many yards in that scenario. And I think he'll get opportunities on the drive. But this is where his skill set is a declining old 28-year-old player. Almost 2,000 career carries for Ezekiel Elliott. Hurts him because he can't create yards on his own after contact, eluding tacklers. And Ramondre Stevenson is one of the best players in the league, human beings on earth at doing those two things. And that's what kept this running game afloat in the second half of last season. And we'll need to in the first month or two as they get their offensive line together and more cohesive. Because Cole Strange and Mike Onwenu basically haven't practiced in pads the last month plus. That's an issue. So you're going to need a guy to create yards on his own if you're going to run the ball. Zeke can't do that anymore. He can't. It's below. When you look at his yards created, um, I think before contact, he's way below expectation. So an average runner, given where he is in the field, how close the defense is, what are you supposed to get in an average play? He is below that. 
That's where he's at in his career. So I, I, I don't feel good about the yards. As, as low as that seems, the thing that just scares me is if Belichick's like, no, play Zeke, because I said so. <laughs> and by the way, that that's that's in the range of outcomes, right? That happens Bill, all the time. <laughs> Did a lot that's last the year. guy I want in there, right? And if yeah. again, I, I support things that are completely contradictory here. Okay. Okay. Play a lot of reminders, Stevenson, because he's your best player. Yep. And keep him fresh because you're going to need him for the games that matter most. And it's just, it's going to be hard to do that. So, uh, or you can't do that, but um, that's where you are. So anyway, of Zeke, the the over on the four and a half, feel very good about. Uh, and then finally, I got, this is one, I, this is, I, I think you're leaning towards taking the, so you would take the Patriots to be a playoff team at plus money. It's like plus 250, yes, minus almost 300, no. I'm all over the place here. I'll be totally honest. I can't. I started the season. I think they're going to, they're one of the earliest bets I felt good about is over seven and a half. Still feel very good about this because you could have the same record as last year and be a much better team. People have listening to this podcast have heard me say that a million times. I think you go nine and eight, but nine and eight doesn't guarantee you a playoff spot. 10 and seven should in a league where 14 out of the 32 teams, seven out of the 16 in the AFC make the playoffs. 10 and seven is the number you want to get to and feel good about. I have a hard time with the schedule saying they're going to get to 10 and seven. And I think nine and eight is much more likely. I've argued against in print Doug Kide, who believes that's a possibility in his projections. And we did this for the Herald over the weekend, but sometimes you wake up on the other side of the bed and go, I'm feeling like a 10 and seven kind of day. So <laughs> I just, if I were betting the two and I think they're both plus two fifty Patriots to make the playoffs or to, to finish nine and eight, I think exactly on the nose, or maybe it's over. It's, it's over for eight and a half. I, I would just, Bet nine and eight directly, which you can do their exact records at FanDuel. Yeah. Or over eight and a half. And I would stay away from the playoffs. The playoff part of it. Yeah. Cause they'll win. To, okay. All right. And that here are the quarterbacks cool. in December. Okay. Let's just run down those quickly for the folks who, who forget and might feel optimistic. Go, go ahead. I encourage the optimism. Herbert. Uh, yeah. Mahomes. Josh Allen. All right in there. And you've got Denver. And then you got Allen again. And it's just, it's a tough slate, man what it is yeah they got the tough draw i mean every whether it's warren Sharp, whatever site you look at they have the on paper toughest schedule in the nfl yeah uh and that's why and again it would different podcasts but i am very curious to see defensively if they live up to the hype because they, they're supposed to be a really really good defense and maybe they will be but they get tested out of the gate you know and, and they're going to be asked to do a lot to pick up an offensive line that's got some issues so i i, I cannot wait for sunday i got three bets now I'm making for sure I'm going to hold off on this fourth Mac Jones bet, but you talked me into Gonzalez over pick, so I got to make that one after we hang up here. We'll we'll run them down uh, for the folks right now who, who have been persuaded like you have. What are the All right, I got so here? Offensively, Mac Jones over 19 and a half touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Ramondre Stevenson under a total of 1,225 and a half yards in the year. Sorry, Ramondre. Uh, and Christian Gonzalez over two and a half picks at plus money. Those are my three season-long bets I'll make. I am scared to death of the receiving. I didn't even I didn't even look. Didn't even bother looking at the receiving stat. I don't know who's going to catch footballs. I know they're good. They're better than they've been. It's actual receivers, but I don't know who's going to catch footballs for this team. So I don't want to touch the receiving props. I guess you like Hunter Henry, but I'm staying away from those. Those are my three. And I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing a competitive football team with an adult running the offense in 2023-24. I, uh, you know, giving out some decent general betting tips. One that's terrible advice is Go. to not know the numbers and encourage the over. But that's where I'm at with Hunter Henry. Like, I, I'm just in. I've said multiple times in multiple places. People go, who's going to be leading receiver? Is it Juju? Is it Bourne? Is it Devontae Parker? Is that a great summer? Now he's banged up because that's what Devontae Parker does. 
I just, I, it won't be Hunter Henry. Not to mention there's Mike Kosicki's hanging around now. Yeah. It's just such a hard number to pick. But I, I just, of all those guys and the consistency and health and the availability and the connection with Mac, I feel best about him. If you can bet Hunter Henry to be the number two receiver who catches somewhere between 600 and 750 yards, that's where <laughs> I'm at. Uh, that number doesn't exist. But if it did, it would be at FanDuel, the proud and exclusive. Say they're partner. Call, call your guys at FanDuel and say you want a Callahan bet. I want a boost. You yeah. want to bet Hunter Henry. Now, now I'm searching. Now I'm searching. The exclusive FanDuel. wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Um, Ma, this was awesome. Great to have you back. You're still scrolling. We have one one last bet, one last I'm, I'm looking to see if they if the fine folks at FanDuel did post a Hunter Henry number. They got everybody else. I I it's a the disrespect. We got Damian Pierce rushing totals. I can't get a high. They're smart because they know you're gonna give out good information. They're gonna get buried. They don't want to take a loss on Henry. So you think yeah, a good year for you saying that he he's the guy. He's your guy in the receiving court. Yeah, you know, what what is your guy mean here okay like does this mean we're, we're dancing for a night at prom or are we going home together like no, I, I, if you're telling that over on Henry, you're going home together I, yeah I, 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 I like the over whatever it is you're we are getting 2021 hunter henry put it down in sharpie with a dash next to my name okay well that's that's the limo before on the way to the prom that's a <laughs> dance that's going to your the the one of the friends house for like a get together at yes the whole thing the whole thing the now whole i gotta thing. find this Hunter henry now i gotta go find it all right. Well, I got to run. Good stuff, Thank buddy. You for coming back. I appreciate you. Uh, please subscribe to the world famous Mutt Stack. Over 2,000 people have that number is growing. Tons of good information inside media and Boston. And of course, racing picks and tips and more betting stuff. As good stuff as you've heard here in this episode. New FanDuel customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube at YouTube TV.